Hope it makes. I know when to go out. I know when to stay in. Get things done. So Max comes in here at 10.15 this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweating. Yeah. It's his very hot is, out. His head is sweat, but the <clears throat> air, office is air-conditioned. Did you right. ever see the Seinfeld where... Where uh, in your new office Seinfeld, where Yankees equipment has been stolen, and they have a meeting in the conference room, and George Costanza, uh, for lunch, had kung pao chicken, and they're trying to find out who is stealing the stuff, and George is sweating like an animal. <laughs> your your Seinfeld recall is impressive. Like, when was well, the last was, time they rewatched? They rewatched. Every night. When was the last time you watched Seinfeld? Last night, three episodes. Come on. Yeah. yeah, he just you constantly did? rewatches it. Yeah. You yeah. watch at what time? We go. Don't you to go to bed at eight thirty. No, eleven o'clock. We go to. You're sleep at eleven. We well, no, we're in bed. Yeah, we don't go to sleep. We watch three episodes of Seinfeld. Okay. The reason we watch that before bed is because we know every word in every episode. So it's not like you're watching something that you have to pay attention to. It's. It's is this what I have to look forward the logic, to? The logic is you interesting. Wish you, had to look, you look. You we don't have to pay to attention because we know every word that's going to be said. I don't. I don't wish for anything. The only thing I wish you for just wished for something. No, but that was a <laughs> that wasn't a wish. That's I said. Is that what I look forward to? Is that a wish? Uh, yeah. Here's the deal. I'm very sensitive uh, to temperature. Yeah. And I was standing at the the crosswalk with. You know, the sun in my face directly for like two and a half minutes. I walk in, I'm schwitzing on the face. It's the first place I get sweat. It doesn't sweat other places. 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning? What if it was 120 degrees at 10 a.m.? You know what's so funny about the two of you and what I like about this podcast so much is I'm with a father and son. Yeah. And. Max, you're a really handsome-looking guy. I mean, I look at you. You've got a fully developed look. You've got a great head of hair. You've got everything is really nicely proportioned on your face. Thank you. And then I look at you, Stephen, and you look like a poorly bred parrot. I don't know how it happened. How did this happen? I'm going to resist coming back at you as I look at you. Go ahead. I I got some weight to lose. I know. I'm not talking about weight. I'm not talking about it. What are you, no, please. I'm not talking about okay, it. Okay, fine. Then in that case. No, I know. I Let's like colorful shirts. Let's do a podcast. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> guys, welcome to Hope It Makes. Um, we've, had some, we've had a little hiatus, right? We had some... Not intentional. No, we had a technical difficulty last week. You could say that. Yeah, we, we had a, a corrupted file. This, this is... You know, this Actually, is, it may, it, it's okay because... We talked about the UPS strike, which didn't which happen. did get resolved. Right. Um, so we we had, had a, a handshake. It's not we, official. They had a handshake, and we had the Fourth of July. Um, so that kind of took us for a week, right? Fourth of July has it been that? We long? haven't had a podcast since we haven't recorded a podcast that successfully got onto Spotify and iTunes uh, since the Fourth of July. That episode was the Kurt Rappaport episode, which I thought was great. I got a lot of nice feedback on that. We got a lot of listeners. Stephen, did you? Got a lot of good feedback. I'll tell you what the big takeaway for me with Kurt is he said, people are always trying to cut corners. 
Uh, but I believe the more you spend, the more something's worth. And I, I wish that more of our... Oh, Stephen's already making a face. Mm. That the more you spend, the more something's worth. Do you think people should be cutting corners in their... Well, there's, a, there's a cutting corners, and the, the more you spend doesn't automatically mean something is okay. worth more. Fair enough. Guys, right? take, it, take it from Kurt, the more you spend, the more something's worth. Or take it from Stephen. Yeah, I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think the key to success is spending more. Okay. Um, well, that spending was, appropriately, yes. Okay, so spending appropriately more, I think, was yeah. Kurt's point. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also a another takeaway um, or another callback: uh, the cheese store, Beverly Hills, yeah, uh, has moved. Uh, yes. It was announced on this podcast first. It was uh, Max, weeks, it weeks was before. Break, it was breaking news. It was, it was breaking news. Right, Max's very good friend Dom. I can't say his last name. Dominic D. Bartolomeo. The, the cheese store, uh, a, a standout on Cannon, Beverly Drive. So or? it's on Little. So the original was on Beverly Drive, yeah. but now it's on uh, Little Santa Monica and Roxbury. Yeah, and it opened. I went over there, and it's quite an operation. Yeah, and um, so uh, check that out, Stephen. You went I over there. The, I took the whole tour with Max. Uh, he's got a downstairs. He's got an upstairs. He's got incredible freezers, storage. He's got lockers. He's got Tons. elevators. He's got everything there. Uh-huh. Tons of well, he has elevators for handicap purposes. Yeah, well, but um, I'm, he's just such a nice guy. Nice. He might guy. be on medication to be that nice and happy, but yeah. whatever works. Or it's fugazi. Do you know the word fugazi? Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, but you and know, there's also a band. In the nineties. When you're behind the counter that long, you just learn how to deal yeah. with people. No, he's just a nice guy and it, it bothers me and because the store's I'm not beautiful. That nice. The store yeah. the store's yeah. beautiful. Looks like it's been there for it's a long time. It's fully stocked with uh, uh, everything you could possibly want from a cheese and an Italian food store. Right. Do you want to talk about the sandwich you had that you liked? I did like I very much They took it off the menu. I got a sandwich called <laughs> the Giardino. And I loved it. I ate mm. half of it. I took the other half to my wife. She loved it. And I went back last week for a Giardino. Did you say, honey, I got half a sandwich and, and, and a Seinfeld in the chamber and, for you? And uh, there was no Giardino on the menu anymore. Oh, wow. And for John, the vegan, yep. uh, the only uh, thing that you can eat on the menu is the... Uh, Nothing. The they make something. The vodka, the 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 zucca, la zucca. So it's zucchini. Yeah, okay. zucchini. Yes. La Speaking zucca. of me being vegan, yes, uh, I went to one of my favorite restaurants. Um, what's what's your favorite restaurant in in, in L.A. Max? Cato, Cato. Overall, yeah. pound for pound, probably Jelena. Okay, I really like Tale of the Pup, and um, what? I was. <laughs> what did they, you did you see this one coming? The hot dog. I, I didn't place? see that, but I'm going to interrupt because yeah. Mitt Romney was on television mm-hmm. a week ago. Yep, and it was I guess National Hot Dog Day. It's all. Mitt, by the way, it's National something day every day. Right. Every day. Yeah. Mitt Romney day. is eating a hot dog, mm-hmm. and he said a hot dog is the best meat that you can eat. It's not a meat. But, it's meat. Okay. <laughs> Unless it's a it's, turkey it's dog. A, it's a meat product. It's pasta. Yeah, it's yeah. a meat product. But okay. he said this is the best, well, Hebrew national. Go ahead. Uh, this is the best meat that you could eat. 
I, I would have voted for Mitt Romney had he been the uh, nominee. But now, knowing that he thinks a hot dog is the best meat you could eat, I would not. See, vote. you're doing what I do. I judge people based on their culinary taste. There you go. So I, they I, could I just, be the they could be the greatest, most amazing person of all time. You have bad taste in food. I think you're a bad person. I, I so I go to Tell the Pup. They have vegan hot dogs, and I get two vegan dogs, and they call my number. And I sit down, and I look at them, and I say, boy, those are really, those are good-looking vegan hot dogs. And I took a bite, and that was not a vegan hot dog. And it was, was a meat hot it dog? It was a meat hot dog. Did you swallow? Or Did you swallow? I, I, I took a bite, and I said, I don't think that's a vegan hot dog. And I went down, and I went to the guy, and he Did said. Did you swallow? Yeah, I swallowed. I ate it. So yeah. you swallow? I'm not a vegan. You swallow. <laughs> I swallowed the, the hot dog, yeah. I, 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 I swallow. Is that, is that what you wanted me to That's say what you on there? I got you got it. I swallow, Stephen. Speaking of that, you got him. I went to the urologist yesterday. Oh, nice. Oh, Let's Jesus. talk about hot dogs. Really bad jokes. Yeah. No, you didn't. He put on his glove and he put on the, the Vaseline or whatever and he investigated. And he when he was done, yeah. I said, I'd like a second opinion. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with you. I, I don't, I really don't. I just, one. you know, I tolerate you. <laughs> I tolerate you because I like Max so much. <laughs> yeah, that's um, guys, lots of news stories. That, um, uh, um, we're going to have a podcast now? We're going to have a podcast, but before we get into the real estate stories of the day, I think we're just going to just cruise through a couple of headlines. Feel free to jump out anytime. Still no winner of the Mega Millions jackpot. It's up to $910 million. There that was a winner last week. No, he was. A, that was a fake. She just wanted to get on television. There's no winner. Oh. Yeah. Um, what? I, I'd love to win $910 no, no, million. No, it was the store that announced that they had the winner, and she hadn't identified or the person hadn't identified themselves steven i never miss an episode of good morning america okay. and that was this morning there's okay. no winner good. that was a fake uh the 910 million is still up for grabs i know what i'd buy first thing i'd buy uh, are you ready yeah that penthouse that you don't like at the grand you get your enti an entire rooftop what are you 80 years old it's a rooftop i'm gonna put a pickleball court up there in a, okay. in a golf simulator so I'm buying a ticket. The first thing you should do is find out who wins and then try and sell that person a house instead of you winning because you're not going to win. But somebody, You don't know that I'm not going to win. Somebody, yes, the odds are not in your favor, but somebody will win and that person will make a large expenditure. So I think the first thing you do is mm -hmm. find out who that is and say, I've got a penthouse on Wilshire Boulevard. That's perfect for you. And more great advice from our, our oh, broker of record. As opposed to you speculating, King Speculator, speculating that you're going to win. I like speculating. I that's, know you do. Yeah, you're that's what our country was well, founded. I you the King Speculator. That's great. Our country was founded on speculating. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. They speculated for oil. Didn't you see There Will Be Blood, one of the great movies? It was a great movie. Uh, the water temperatures off the coast of Florida have hit 101 degrees. Really? That's hot tub temperature. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so are fish just dying? Fish are going to die, yeah. yeah. They're, and, that, and that's bad for hurricane season, too. That's a very good point. It's yeah. bad for everything. Yeah. Um, the lo looming UPS strike that you mentioned was thwarted. The, looks like the union and the UPS have agreed to that an agreement. Thwarted again? I, 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 
thwarted. Thank you. A um, handshake, though. No official agreement. It's a handshake. No, but they're, they're coming in agreement. And it's a good thing because if they, if they had a strike, uh, 10 days of a strike, they estimated, would cost the U.S. economy $7 billion. Crazy. And um, other things that were not financially related, just, you know, shit getting to us. A lot of problems. Shit. Shit getting to Wait. us. <laughs> the um, L.A. Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert, Woo! has become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, signing a five-year, $262.5 million contract. Um, so many houses in this city were basically spec-built for a star athlete in mind, don't you think, Stephen? It seems like the I walk of, into these... The hope of a star. Yeah, I walk into all these houses. I'm like, they're... But they're all buying in like Hidden Hills and stuff. Hidden Hills, the beach cities. Hidden yeah. Hills is, is, Once is, in a while, you get a clipper up, up here. Every now and again. Yeah. Well, the beach cities uh, are popular because the training facilities are down there and it's close to the airport and they do a lot of flying. Yeah. And the, right. Um, the very first tweet of Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter... Uh, he created a NFT of his tweet. It sold for two point nine million. That's just stupid. To crypto entrepreneur and Iranian investor wow. Sina Estavi in two thousand twenty one. It's reportedly now only worth less than four dollars. I still don't. And that's why I. That's why you don't do NFTs. Stupid. At the time <laughs> of purchase, Estavi tied the NFT's value to its uniqueness and its association with a valuable company like Twitter. Yeah, I'm guessing there'll be a lawsuit at some point. Yep. All right, so that... Can we talk about another uh, contract? Max? Max? Jalen Brown just Whoa. signed the richest contract in the history of the NBA. Five years, $304 million. More than Justin. Five years. More than Justin Harper. How much this is? 304 Yeah, and plus less likely to really have a... To get concussed. And with NFL... Uh, they're not always guaranteed contracts. Jalen getting 112 million up front. Jalen Brown's is fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Have I have we said welcome to Hope and Mix? Yeah. Okay. We said it. Did we say who we are? No. no. Uh, guys, we're here with Stephen Shapiro, the broker, the founder, the chairman of West Side Estate Agency in Beverly Hills. Hello. Um, he's a terrific, <laughs> a terrific broker and agent. Terrific. You are. You really are. You know what I really like about you? Terrific guy. Can I say what I like about you? Um, first of all, let me start with what I don't like about you. <laughs> you we want to limit this to an hour. You're, you've become a real curmudgeon, like old school. He, but, but he doesn't believe he is. Uh, no. no, he is. He's, he's, no, he's, he's cranky. He is cranky. I'm um, correct. Um, but you know what I do like about you? you nice. He knows every street. I was looking through the MLS Open House Guide. Uh, Stephen and I do that every Monday. I try to see which houses he thinks I should see, which houses he, he already knows about. And he looked at one and goes, that's the wrong side of that street. And I, I really admire that about you. So thank you for, for, thank you for being was that I guy. Correct. You were correct. He, he knows every street within a certain area you know, of, I, of his little his Seinfeld little, universe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> Sherman Oaks, Studio yeah. City. I don't know those. Anything areas. east of La Cienega. But that, the, the reference to the wrong side of the street is, um, reminds me of a, 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 a client I had, a very wealthy client who I showed a phenomenal house to. And the wife said, it's the right frog but it's in the wrong pond. Yeah, you told me that about that penthouse I was all excited about. Yeah, right. that penthouse is the right 
frog in the wrong pond. That's great. And we're here with his very handsome son, Max. Uh, thank you so much. Max is a great real estate agent. I have to say, I really do. I believe that you're a terrific real estate agent. Because I appreciate that. Yeah, what's that? They're terrific again. I like to say the word. Okay, want another word? Is that gonna is that gonna make for a better podcast? He's a really <laughs> delightful. He's a delight. He's a great real estate agent. What I like about Max, he's an honest guy, and you know, you find a lot of these real estate agents will just stuff you in a house. Max will not do that because he has problems sleeping, and he and he's a really great real estate agent. The other thing that he did that's so exciting was he has made himself into a real. Um, food, um, como se dice, guy, man of the street who knows what's going on. And, and unlike a lot of these food critics who are getting a free meal and then kind of giving a glossy review, Max is not afraid to mince words and give the people that follow him on his Instagram, at Max Shapiro, a real accurate portrayal of the restaurant. Kudos to you, Max. Thank you, John. And um, if I might interrupt for one second. Please. I've lived with this for too long. It's not como se dice. What is it? It is in it's Spanish. Dice. That's in Italian. Italian. That's all I speak. Como se dice is Spanish. You know what you are. Okay. I take that so back. You're a pro you know what you are? You're a problem. And with that, it's time to get to the real estate news of the day. Do you know that yes in uh, Italian and Spanish are the same? See. Si. See? Got it. Okay. Real estate stories of the day. Guys, we've got a big news story developing. The California insurance market has been rattled by the withdrawal of the three largest major homeowners insurance companies. Stephen, yes. uh, I know you're watching this closely. What, which companies? What does this mean? What are we telling our, our buyers and sellers? Take it away. State Farm, Allstate, Farmers. Okay. And the, the amount of losses that have taken place in California recently, primarily due to uh, fires, have been so extraordinary that they don't want to take the risk of insuring you, um, which is problematic from the point of view that obviously everybody wants to insure their property in case of a, of a disaster. But um, it... it Banks, if you're borrowing money, banks require you to have insurance. Well, you want it anyway. That's, that's what I started with. Yeah. I said you want it anyway, but banks require it. So somebody paying all cash could say, screw it, I don't need, I don't need to pay this premium. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 California has put together what's called California Fair Plan, which means the state recognizes that the houses need to be insured, but insurance companies won't insure them. So what do you do? You put together a consortium of, um, of insurance companies, and they take turns uh, taking over these California Fair Plan policies. But California Fair Plan is limited to $3 million. Which is so a problem. So if you want to insure more than $3 million, you're going to pay out the nose for for the insurance, and it's going to be a big surprise. It used to be at the end of an escrow, you would call your insurance agent and you would go insure the property. But now with the three big ones bailing out and dealing with insurance uh, premiums that have doubled and tripled, uh, you can't wait till the end. You have to do it in the beginning. But a, a lesson to homeowners or home buyers: you don't insure the land under 
the house. So if you bought a house for uh, $4 million, let's say, um, and the land is worth a million and a half, you only need to insure that house for two and a half million because the land is not being destroyed in the fire. Mm -hmm. um, people, people think you have to insure it for the amount that you paid, but you don't. You don't want to insure it for the land underneath it, so you only insure it for the above ground uh, value. Do you think that we'll see this threshold, this $3 million threshold affecting the price of homes? Do you think people will come in at two nine fifty for a house that's maybe worth three two, three three? No, we're just, I just mentioned that 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 the land the land comes off. So you're if you're you're two nine fifty, you're you, the land is a million. So you're only needing to insure a million nine fifty. They've raised well, it then for something. Raised it in the last. Do you couple think that years. they'll get to? The, They've raised you. it. You know what I meant. Years from two million to three million. My guess is that they will somehow continue to raise that, uh, but then people will have to pay. A premium that's that's crazy. You buy a fifteen million dollar house today that's north of Sunset Boulevard. You're probably paying two hundred thousand a year, right? In fire insurance. So that's insurance. does does that severely affect the high end market north of Sunset because it it prevented you from buying an income house. It did. And it so, did. what does that do to 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 buyers in that price range when you're looking well, to go I, north mine of Sunset? Was not an emotional buy. It was a, a buy to. Uh, rent out yeah, property. income property. So I would think that you have to extrapolate the cost of the insurance into the your offer into your offer but it's hard to do because the insurance is an annual fee right and it could go up every year right so, so what do you somebody do, years loves insurance? somebody loves the house and can afford it they have to afford the insurance right so it just it it just increases your your overhead like crazy yeah, yeah. And so the other, I, I think the point, I don't know if you made it, I'm looking at a few other things, is that if, you, if you're going into escrow, the very first thing that we suggest that you do is check into the insurability of the house because it's, very, it's a lot more expensive than it was just a year ago. And so that would be our professional recommendation. Do it at the same time you're applying for your mortgage. Got it. So Dave, What about even considering writing an offer? another good point Matt. before you even write an offer Find figure out, out if figure out what the insurance is yeah. going to be because then you could save yourself from even attempting to buy that house true should you be negotiating for a longer contingency on that no i think you can get it done it's just people have traditionally waited till the end mm -hmm. so you can it's it's not unless you write it into the offer it's not a contingency of your offer so you could you could remove your inspection contingencies, your loan contingencies, your appraisal contingencies, et cetera, and then find out what the, what the insurance is and yeah. freak out, but you don't have any contingencies. Yeah, there's no it, insurance contingency. Which is why you should do it in the beginning. Okay. Um, some more news. The, the Screen Actors Guild has joined the Writers Guild and going on strike. I think, what are we, in week three now? Or week for two? Sa for SAG, yeah. For, is it week three or two? Don't know. Okay. Two or but, three. Um, well, we're at the, at the beginning stages of what they say is going to be a long um, strike period. Uh, why are they striking, Stephen, Max, Stephen? They're striking because of the changes in the industry between streaming and AI and various different technologies. And the royalties they're based on the streaming. To, they're trying to... Um, 
they're trying to protect themselves against uh, future erosion of their income. And they're also saying is that there's no accounting for the royalties because the streamers are reluctant to give the numbers for how many people have viewed their shows. So we really don't know what the number the number one show on Netflix. They could be getting millions of streams. They could be getting fifty thousand streams. They don't a advertise them, and they're saying that if they do advertise them, then uh, Wall Street will will lower their value considerably because perhaps a lot of these shows aren't being watched that much. I'm I'm not aware of that. I mean, I'm aware that they they can track how many times a show has been viewed. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they were not sharing that information. It's just like a Nielsen rating. They don't know the ratings. Mm, they don't know the ratings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, guys, in a company town, um, you know, everyone here is tied to the in industry, and it's a, it's a trickle down and a triple up effect. This is affecting our shops, our restaurants. I'm sure, Max, are you seeing half-empty dining halls? Not, not half empty, but there's definitely more reservations available than, than uh, normal. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to restaurant owners and chefs, and they're, the majority, more, majority of them are saying that things are slower. Mm -hmm. And I ate with, a, with uh, someone who's a producer yesterday, and, and she was saying, people are asking me for money, and if I don't give it to them, they're going to move home. You're yeah. literally going to move back home wherever that is. It's only been how it's it's but been the, 3 oh, weeks. She's talking about writers, not But it, SAG. it it's affecting. I I went to a not a restaurant that I've ever been to before. I don't know why I went there. I went to the Henry across from the Ivy. Yeah, I don't know why you went there Robertson. either. Robertson? Yeah. Never been. Um how was a big, it? A big good big good-looking restaurant. You know, medium-priced food. The place was empty. Waiter was very nice. Place was empty. So at the end of the meal, I said, do you think the strikes are affecting business? He said, without a doubt. We yeah. would have many more people here. But then he said his roommate is an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. And the demand for uh, Uber has gone down dramatically because people aren't... Just holding out of their money. People aren't driving to restaurants. Maybe, maybe strikers that would be using Uber are staying home, yeah. not going out. The... the the trickle down up sideways effects, I think, are almost impossible to um, monetize, but they're big. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen, if, if you are um, looking at these houses that are on the market and they've been um, languishing and they haven't changed their price at all, now you have this strike, would you formulate that into the offer that you're considering? No. It just uh, you just keep go you just go straight forward ahead for I, you, like Jerome you know, Pettis. It's all, it's all it's all about the price. I, I look at stuff like I sold a lot on Levico. I don't know five, six, seven, eight years ago, and it was, was it that long ago. Yeah, it was on the market for a long time. Finally, a, a Chinese uh, buyer who owned a film company bought it, and then they turned around. Two years ago, put it put. I forget what I sold it for. Thirteen million, fourteen million. They put it on the market for thirty-five million. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is great. Always taken forever to sell. They put it on a thirty-five million. They lowered it to twenty-nine-five. Now a new agent has it after three years at seventeen-five. Uh, had it been put on the market during a better time at seventeen-five, mm -hmm. the likelihood is 
it might have sold. Yeah. But they, 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 either the broker or the seller overestimated the value dramatically, and they're sitting there with this empty lot. That's a and tough it, sell anyway. And if you and if you look at um, uh, that real housewife of Orange County and her plastic surgeon husband bought the Dino De Laurentiis house on Tower Grove for sixteen point one. Was listed at thirty-five million. Hmm. Had it been listed at twenty-five million or nineteen-five, it wouldn't have taken three years to sell at sixteen-one. Yeah, would have sold for more than sixteen-one. Would too. have sold for more than sixteen-one. Yeah, and a lot of the problem is that when a broker goes out uh, for a listing appointment, uh, in order to get the listing, they they tempt the seller with a price that's unrealistic. So I may go out and say this is worth ten million, and John, you can go out and say this is worth seventeen five. They want to believe your number; they don't want to believe my number. Right. So they they might be unless they know you well, they might be tempted to list with another person who says I can get you the seventeen five. Is that I, I'm seeing that a lot in this city? A lot of these aspirational prices. I think we alluded to it a few times. Is this also happening in our in New York, is it happening in Miami? I, I have no clue. I'm focused only on our market. Uh-huh. I would assume it is, just because yeah. it's the nature of the business. It's for, new... for, for agents to basically outbid other agents by saying, "Oh, it's worth more," and then you yeah. give it. You uh, as some sellers that are not that sophisticated feel like they're leaving money on the table somehow. But then six months later, when they've reduced it to whatever price you originally told them to sell it at. But it feels like it feel. It's just a feel thing. It feels like in the last decade, it's gotten out of control. Well, because there's like so, many, so many more agents. Is that what it is? And the agents, the, the agents that do this have no other business. Uh-huh. So they don't understand by overpricing the house and getting the listing, they're not going to make any money. Sometimes when you win, you lose. Because you're going to be That's also not necessarily well, true. Because a lot of agents that are listing collectors, right, give a, an aspirational price, and then they just they collect their listings. And, and if they sell half of them, they're thrilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It only takes one or if two. You, if you have fifty listings, no, no. His, his point was there are there are brokers that what we call collectors that have 35 listings, 40 oh, I listings. Know. And they don't really care about the individual of listings. Course. So they it's lose a numbers some, game. they sell some, they yeah. reduce some, they rent some. And there's another thing with rentals. There's so many rentals coming on the market. Oof. And, and they're coming on at prices that are so unrealistic. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't know how a broker tells somebody what, a rental value is anymore. It's today. too difficult. It's really hard. You know, even a year ago, it was easier to tell someone kind of the ballpark. But things that were leasing two years ago for thirty thousand are now leasing for nineteen. If you if you think if you think there are a dearth of houses on the market for sale, mm-hmm. there are an abundance of houses on the market for lease. Right. Well, because they can't sell. I'm seeing more houses for sale or lease than ever. Yeah. Uh, If I did win the Powerball, I'll tell you what I would do. I would start just taking swipes. I'd go find a house I like, but then I would go in and I would just come in with a low number and someone's going to say yes to me. Yeah, but you... you, you, I didn't win the... How many houses are there that you like? I'm flexible. Once you buy it, it's yours. I know. 
<laughs> okay. So I just want to see what they say. I want to be taken seriously with my. So you want to make a lowball offer mm-hmm. and, and have them respond, and you say no thanks and go mm-hmm. on to the next lowball. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I'll get something for less. It may not be the house that you want to live in, okay. but you'll get it for less. Correct. <laughs> Which uh, is your goal. Yeah. It's like Nespresso with you. Yes. Uh, by the way, now that you mentioned Nespresso, given uh, pressure from, um, from, from a couple of the agents here, we got a new Nespresso machine. We did? Yeah, we have an espresso machine. You bought it. Oh, oh, you mean the one we were? I thought you meant no, we no, no. Replaced the one we bought. No, since the hiatus, yeah. we yeah. never had. We had a Keurig, and I refused to drink it. Yes, I I'm went a Nespresso super fan. Went with John to Nespresso. He 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 questioned them to death. Yep, I got he three tested, free coffees. He tested two free coffees. Mm-hmm. He got the okay to come in and get a free coffee whenever he. I wants. did. I did that before he put the credit card down. <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute! If I come back here every day," they said. Absolutely no problem. Yeah, it's it's it's. Some people have a bucket list of where they want to go. John has a bucket list of where he can get free stuff. Yeah. Okay. Espresso is checked. Correct. You're there. I like free things. Fine. Um, you indulge in the uh, new Nespresso no, machine. I have, no. my, I have a double, it at home. Double espresso at home in the morning. That's my only coffee of the day. So, guys, if you're out there, we have a new office. We're at 460 North Cannon. We're at the top of of little santa monica boulevard and cannon a beautiful East corner beautiful art deco building if come in say hello uh we are more than happy to offer you an espresso and a free market evaluation steven and the building also houses uh, funky what is probably the hottest restaurant going right now funky but we cannot get you reservations. No, I, I have important to important s- to say that. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Everyone is talking about funky. We may had, I say? We had, we had somebody yesterday or the day before mm-hmm. that was waiting for funky to open at five and asked if they could sit in our office until the and wait it out because it was hot out. <laughs> yeah. You say yes, I hope. No, because uh, we're we're closing. What? Down. Oh, you should say no. yes. Sitting in the office, Max. We don't know. No, no, that's two no's. I'm a yes. What if he's a buyer? Everyone's they got to live somewhere everyone's a buyer yeah uh okay um the interest rate yes max where is our is where's max gives us the based on what was sent to us uh on monday yeah uh the 30 years it's 6.875 30 year fix which is what we look at uh, okay um which is high high based on uh recent rates of years past last couple years but um, historically, anything under six percent is like a godsend. Okay. Historically, so we're at six percent, right? Yeah. So people that are freaking out, not wanting to buy right now because oh my gosh, this inter- interest rate, we're going to wait till it gets back to three. You're going to be waiting for the rest of your life for another pandemic. Yeah, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. So buy the house you want that if you can afford it, and then when rates go down, refinance. That's a very good point. The issue. Um, if I may, yeah. is there? It's not that the interest rate is out of control. It's that there's very little inventory because so many people bought houses at these lower interest rates, two and three percent, that they're not moving. So the the fact that we have low inventory is keeping the prices elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to digest the fact that you're going to be paying double to live in a house uh, than if you had bought eighteen months ago. Oh, that's that's history you know if you look at this at this graph which is in front of me now it's a 50-year graph and six percent is at best normal and 
looking at the graph, it's low. So for whatever reason, we had two years. Well, the reason was the pandemic and the 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 giving of money from our government to to the citizens, and it brought interest rates down to zero for for lenders and banks were loaning out money at two and a half, three percent. It's not going to happen again. And it's certain, I mean, unless there's a pandemic and we give money away again, but it's, it's, you can't depend on that. Happening. Correct. It's but not it's, happening. but for right now, it's keeping our, it's keeping our inventory low because people are in a house for 3% and they're not going anywhere and they're leasing. Well, but, but, but <laughs> people, people move for a reason. So obviously if you're happy in your house, you're paying 3%, you're not going to move. Right. But People move for a reason, and generally they move up. Right. So they move up because they're making more money and they want a house that's more appropriate to their current earning capacity. So um, people will still do that. But people that are happy where they are are not going to, they're not going to, let's say you paid $4 million for a house and you have a 3% three, 3% mortgage. You're not going to go to a $5 million house with a 6.87% mortgage. You're going to say, I'll stay where I am. But if you're moving from a $4 million house to a $10 million house, you want to satisfy that need for the, for the better house. So, But yeah, it's, it's hard to get somebody to move off of their house when they're paying 3%. Stephen, what's so interesting to me about this market, and I think we've alluded to it in the past, is we are so focused on the interest rate and there are so many buyers that just pay cash and they're stopped they're also not buying those people that aren't even they're they're not even using the interest rate they're not they even find, they can't find what they, they want what they want it's cuz there's no inventory yeah can can i go back to the interest rate for a second okay okay um, wait i'm a believer yeah, go ahead. i'm a believer in the adjustable rate mortgage mm -hmm. And this is, a, this is a way for you to spend less to get, to get into your house. And as an example, for a million dollars with a 6.75% uh, interest rate, you'd be paying um, $6,505 per month on that mortgage. But if you had an, an adjustable rate mortgage where you're only paying interest and not principal, you'd be paying $5,208. So that is $1,300 a month less than you're paying. So why would you want to do that? Because you don't want a forced savings account. What principal reduction is, it's a forced savings account. It's gradually over the period of those 30 years paying down your mortgage where at the end of 30 years, you own the house free and clear. Realistically, virtually no one stays in their house for that period of time. Mm -hmm. And historically in California, seven years is the amount of time you, sp you spend in a house. So you would save over Seven years, you would save over $100,000 in that uh, forced savings issue. So, and if you're selling your house, that money's coming back to you anyway. And you're probably making more money because of the value of your house going up over those seven years. Plus, the million you can write off in 
uh, on your tax return, the interest on the million, you can't write anything off on your principal reduction. Right. So uh, it's a forced savings account. It, it's a forced savings account. So I I suggest to people that say, okay, I'm going to be in the house five years, seven years, ten years to consider an adjustable rate mortgage and pay considerably less on a monthly basis. And I, I guys, I think the point Max made um, is you can always refi. So yeah. find what you like. As many times as you want. Because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Find, find so what you like, fun. get in, refi. And now that wraps up the uh, business end of the Hope It Makes program. And now it's time for the Hope It Makes uh, Make Party 20-minute section where we have a little fun. And um, to that end, uh, Max has a restaurant that we're going to talk about. Um, and I have one more real estate thing. Very quick. Okay. Fine, there's, go. There's a new bill go. that is waiting for Newsom to sign Yes. that is going to limit the amount of security deposit that a renter is allowed to pay. Right now, on an unfurnished house, a landlord can collect two months uh, security deposit, or for a furnished, you can collect three. They're trying to, to uh, limit that to a maximum of one month to get people into apartments or houses at a lower rate. Mm -hmm. Not okay, not okay in our uh, business. Not okay for landlords either. That's fair to landlords, not just tenants. How many, how many people do you know that have had tenants that have ruined a house and, and just vanished and yeah. the security deposit doesn't even remotely cover the damage that is done. And there's been very little discussion as to the damage to, to small mom and pop landlords who couldn't collect rent during the pandemic because there was a moratorium, but there was no moratorium on their mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it needs to be both sides of the street, not, not just one side, okay. but politically um, they seem to favor one side of the street. All right. So that's all. Uh, okay. Anything else you can just um, say for the, yeah, next week or whenever we get around to the next episode is probably going to be a month. Are we recording? We are finally recording. Yeah. Guys, um, so we're going to talk about a, a new a restaurant that has got Max very excited. If you follow him on Instagram, he's, he's giving you the bird's eye view of every dish. You get right on top on your pictures. So that's a new style now. Okay. That I, you've I adopted. I changed my styles up okay. artistically. Uh-huh. But thank well, you for noticing. <laughs> Uh, guys, might say yes. so the restaurant he's going to talk about, I, I have a hard time pronouncing, Anajactai? Anajak. It. It's But there's an R in there. Nope. There's no R in Anajactai? Okay. So, but it's in Sherman Oaks, and because... For Brooklyn, there might be. Because we're, uh, we're a real estate, because we're a real estate show, we're going to talk a little bit about the place where this restaurant is. It's in Sherman Oaks. Um, Steven just doesn't like when I do this, but I don't really oh, care. Please cut Sher it down. Sherman, o Sherman Oaks stretches from the 405 on the west all the way to Coldwater Canyon on the east. Can I it guess? You're making it longer. You want to make it longer? Was it named after somebody named H.R. Sherman? Yes. Oh, oh, my God. How did I know No, that? his name was General Moses Hazelton oh. Sherman. Okay. He owned all the land. It's now named in his honor. He was a wealthy land developer from New England and uh, came from Arizona. And well, is it New England or Arizona? Make up your mind. He's from New England. He went to made all his money in Phoenix. He started the Phoenix Street Railway over there. Born he, in Babylon. You moved to You're Arizona. making it longer. You want to make it longer? <laughs> I like it when it's longer, so I don't care. Uh, he bought all the land that in, in the he in the L.A. basin. 
you've messed me up. <laughs> and he built the streetcars, which connected the city, bought all the land in Sherman Oaks. He also bought a little town just west of Hollywood at the junction of his streetcar lines, and he also called it Sherman. But that, that name did not uh, stick. It is now referred to as West Hollywood. Maybe that has your attention. Uh, the city name from the value that still is called Sherman Oaks. I have some interesting facts about Sherman Oaks. The Galleria Mall, which was completed in 1980, was the mall that was featured prominently in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was a great movie. Uh, the Sherman Oaks Castle Park is uh, is run by the city. I always thought it was privately held. That's I did run. Too. Yeah. It's not, so that's an interesting fact that you're only going to get at Hope It Makes. Yeah. Uh, it has batting cages, an arcade, three challenging miniature golf courses. It's one of Max's favorite first date spots when he is on a first date. He takes him right to the Sherman Let's Oaks see Castle Park. Let's hit a curveball. Um, Sherman Oaks. Because he's going to give him a curveball. Sherman Oaks is also home to... what a, that means. <laughs> neither, neither does anyone. <laughs> Sherman Oaks is home to a couple of exciting restaurants. Uh, Casa Vega, which has been thrilling the Hollywood crowd for generations. You're very likely to see Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston there any maybe night of the week. Go on a Tuesday and maybe Jennifer's going to be Any there. night of the week, she's there having margarita and chips and salsa. Her friends call her Jen. How, 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 are the, how is the food at Casa Vega? It's passable. Okay, it's so more about the history in the room. And, and, it's a cool-looking uh, room. Yeah, the, the fried flour tortilla chips with the table-side made guac. No Actually, problem. Okay, so margarita, table side clock. Passable after two margaritas. It was, <laughs> much, most, most things are. Much more passable after a couple yeah. margaritas. Um, was in the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. and it looked great. Also, one of my favorite restaurants, Stanley's. And you know what I like about the Valley is, unlike the side of the hill, you get bread service for no extra charge. Um, so uh, some three things. Some How other. Can you go to Stanley's? I, I have a therapist over there, so I'm at Stanley's quite a bit. Twice a week? Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> couple of, wow. No, not, I don't go every time wow. I see him. <laughs> wow. You're suggesting I go to the therapist? I'm not suggesting anything. Huh? Okay. So stop looking at your watch. Stop looking at the television. I can, I can do Focus well. up. Can, uh, no, you can't. So some lately, I'm, I'm segueing to Max. So Please. lately in the past couple, you know, Sherman Oaks was, people are like, I can't live in the Valley. There's nothing over there. But lately there's been a, a crop of restaurants that have had success elsewhere. The Blue Jam Cafe, um, one of the best brunch spots in town. Pizzana opened there. That French guy, Petit Trois, Petit yeah. opened over there. So Sherman Oaks is finally uh, making the culinary contributions or at least a facsimile thereof of what's going on in the rest of the city. And with that, there's an exciting restaurant that Max is going to tell us about, Anna Jack Thai. Uh, yeah. Take it away, Max. So Anna Jack is not the facsimile, right? These are places from the other side of the hill coming over. Mm -hmm. uh, Anna Jack has actually been there for over 40 years. Uh, you know, family-run restaurant. Mm -hmm. Their son, Justin, uh, took it over in around 2019, something like that, before he was in the art department at Disney, mm -hmm. went to art school. So all the cooking he's learned is from his father in that restaurant. So his father got sick and he had to take over. So he's a Nepo baby. <laughs> he's a Nepo baby. Oh. So, yeah. uh, but he's done a great job because he has a unique point of view uh, due to the fact that he didn't grow up in other kitchens learning from other chefs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he's, 
He has his own point of view. He has the normal menu, which he has his flair put on. He has Thai Taco Tuesday, which is in the alley. He does the omakase meal, which is the tasting menu that he does a couple uh, nights a month. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's created something very exciting. And, you know, he won a James Beard Award for Best Chef in California, uh, Food and Wine Best New Chef. So his guy's amazing. How old is he? He's 34, I believe. Wow. Um, just Does, a re- do chefs get better with age or do they decline? Yes. They do. So, so chefs get better with age um, as far as the flavor of the food mm-hmm. and sourcing ingredients. When they're younger, there's more experimentation and focus on technique. Right. Just, and like, just like taste. The older you get, the, the simpler you kind of want things. Yeah. And that translates to chefs as well. Okay. Um, and so tell me what it's so tonight. It's Tuesday. What's, what's today? It's Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. So we missed. Did you go to Taco Tuesday? I did last night. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. It was a little bit of a wild one. Why is that? Why is that? It was just, hec- it was just a hectic. Wild doesn't. No, so many, so table. many people. So many how people. people do, how many people? Is there like a line? Yeah. There's a big line. How long? When I rolled in, luckily Justin reserved a table for me oh, but look there was at a, him. you don't have to wait long exactly but, but for, there, the, there for, was the, a, for the commoner there was a lineup of a lot of people in in 90 plus degree heat Ooh. for how long i don't know max would it kill you to bring me to one of these freaking restaurants you can't have anything they won't make anything they won't make a vegan meal for me no because even even if i'm with you no because even the papaya salad has fish sauce in it that's bad form i think all these restaurants should, should have something for me uh, I think you should go to a vegan restaurant. Okay. Uh, Max, you can't have fish Max, tell the listeners uh, at home or in their cars We're or, go price on or this abroad. One? We're going price. How, how, how much should I be budgeting for this meal at Anna Jack Thai and Sherman Oaks? Is it Sherman Oaks pricing? No, it's definitely not. It is, it is, it is not a cheap meal, and, and that's because the sourcing of his ingredients are very high quality. Mm-hmm. He gets seafood from Four Star Seafood. He gets produce from farms so that that comes with a cost everything so he's using the best as yeah. the, the the product is as good as spago yes okay yes it is you know i always say the price of your meal depends on what you drink alcohol really pads so the let's check. okay just just do me a favor when i ask you this question food only please. can we go food only please okay food only anna jack two people normal menu Let's say eighty-five dollars a person. That's not bad. Eighty-five dollars for a, for a for a James Beard awarded exciting right. you chef. Go Dutch, so it's not like one hundred and seventy yeah. for you. I go Dutch. Yeah, this time around I go Dutch. I'm the bad guy now. I'm I'm changing things up. Yeah, Thai Taco Tuesday. You can get a little wild there. Maybe I'm talking food only. Maybe a hundred, hundred fifteen a person. Okay. And then the omakase is 195 a person. So since, okay. since you go Dutch, John, yeah. do you say to your girlfriend, uh, do you want to go to this restaurant with me tonight? It's going to cost you $85. Yeah. Okay. So you prepare her yeah. in advance. Okay. Yes, I do. Max, um, tell me the, just, I'm going, I'm going off topic here. The Michelin stars just yeah. came out. Yeah. I, I looked at it briefly. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's a lot of Japanese restaurants. Yeah. Is that because LA is known for Japanese food? Can they not evaluate a restaurant like Anna Jack Thai here, or they have to see it through a Japanese lens? I don't want to uh, discredit Anna Jack, but I don't believe that they are at a Michelin star level yet to okay. be able to obtain it. 
Um, the other thing I said, have you been to that one on Melrose? It's been there for a while. There's one on Melrose. Providence. You Providence? No, not Providence. Uh, on, I think on, I think is it, it's on Larchmont maybe, or what's another one around there? Oh, you're talking about Cali. Yeah. That one's been no on there. comment. Okay, so no comment on Cali. <laughs> um, here's what I saw that I, there was very few a la carte restaurants on this list. Everything yeah. is like a, a version of an omakasa. Right. I mean, Gwen has a Michelin star and it's a steakhouse. I he has two Michelin stars. He star has Maud, but Maud's a tasting man. Have you been to both? Yes. Have you, Stephen? No, I've okay. not been. To I think Gwen is uh, does not deserve. Is a he British? Star. He's yeah, uh, Australian. Are you impressed that I knew you? I knew he had he's an Australian. Yeah. So he's on TV. Right. One, one was colonized by the British, and was yeah. So he's on. T- he was on TV. He's on. He's a TV chef too, but I think he's skilled. I just don't think Gwen is a Michelin star restaurant. I think I would demote a lot of people, and I would promote some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michelin, the inspectors for California, don't get it. They're mm-hmm. not educated. Uh, they're not uh, experienced. What do you think was left off the list, which was a... Shunji. Real, Shun- Obviously, I'm going Japanese, but there's a restaurant called Kyusushi yeah, downtown. How is that on? And, it's a different Kyusushi. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a, a omakase only. That place sucks. Okay. And, and, it, and it got a Michelin star. Right. And it right. sucks with a it capital. Sucks. It's a bad meal. It sucks. You're going to walk out there and go, that with was bad yellow jack. S-U-Q-S. Amber jack. Bad amber jack. Ooh. Right, you like that? Okay, so who, who, who? That what? What is missing that's not Japanese? What is missing that's not Japanese? I'm sick of that. So you know, for example, last year Hatchet Hall got a Michelin star. They they got uh, demoted this year mm-hmm. because their chef left. But Hatchet Hall is basically a, a shitty carbon copy of Jelena. Ooh, and they got a Michelin star. People were Did Jelena get a Michelin no, star? No, no. I think Jelena doesn't get a Michelin star because they don't play the game. A, B. What's the game? Oh, you got to politic. You got to you got to shake hands, kiss some babies. Okay, got to kiss. Got to kiss the baby. Yeah. Um, I also think that they're a little too big. I think certain restaurants that are of a of a large size don't get a Michelin star. But Cut had a Michelin star previously. They got demoted, but Cut's 190 seats. That's a big ass restaurant. Yeah, they got a star. I saw. They, there's a version. Formerly. There's a version of the Michelin um, list that is the lower price. The Bib Gourmand. There's yeah, Bib Gourmand. And there's plate. you know as a as a, a as a dollar watcher, I'm interested in that one. Yeah, Bib Gourmand. Have made you been for to you. those? Have you been to those restaurants? Sure, like Kobe's in Santa Monica made a Bib Gourmand, mm-hmm. and Do you think it's that Southeast Asian uh, food. Deserving for a Bib Gourmand? Yeah, I I like Kobe's. I don't need the Michelin Guide to tell me that Kobe's is a no, good but it value helps and the restaurant. Good. Yeah, I mean, I think Kobe's is very good. I think people should go to Kobe's. Mm-hmm. Can you make a list for John? Max that has free bread, bread service. Yeah, of course. God, oh God, I'm about La, La Dolce Vita. What huh? is I, your, um... I have a Michelin question. Yeah. yeah, you go to a three-star Michelin yes. restaurant called Addison that yeah. you love. Mm-hmm. So, what separates a one-star from a three-star? Yeah, there's no three stars. Yeah, well, Addison. Not, in, not in Los Angeles. Okay. There's only one in Southern California, which is Addison. But there are um, in Northern California, we have a, a few. Four. So what what makes a three star versus a one or a two? It's it's everything that a one star has, but leveled up with design, atmosphere, level of service, wine list, beverage in general. How much money they're gonna get from you? <laughs> yeah, I mean a three star is how much is Addison? Addison is I think 
the food is three sixty five um, or three sixty five for the menu without liquor. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, John. And so Cato not going. And so Cato, uh, which is one Michelin star, maybe should have been promoted this year. Uh, downtown, the food is two seventy five. I think this is and a Providence, which is a two star, is two ninety five. Okay. Um. Of, okay. Of all these, let's just go. Forget Michelin. Yeah. They, okay. Give me the the max list right now. The top five. Let me guess. Cato. That's okay. on your top five. Sure. Uh, Anna Jack tie. Anna, let's put an R in it. Uh, uh, Jelena is never going anywhere. Your love for that, your passion for that restaurant. I love it more than my family. Um, <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't blame you. Look at them. Um, give me two more that are you're just like are your best restaurants. See, that's the thing. You have to separate stuff. So we don't have a sushi in there. So I'm going to go Shunji okay. for sushi. Where is that? Uh, Santa Monica. It's on Ocean Park. And how much? Just I know. I two eighty. Two eighty a person. Two eighty a person for food. Okay, okay. And what's the final one? I mean, it's 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 difficult because then I I I out of town guess. these things. I, okay, I'll give it. Let well, me say it another. Out of town guess. You got to ask celebrities. And dislikes. I, I want to see stars. La Dolce Vita. Then is that where the stars are? Are sure. the stars are are the stars at Craig's or Funky right now? Where are the stars? I think more stars are at Craig's. The stars are there. Because you go to Craig's to see and be seen. I want to see David Spade. You go to Funky uh-huh. to eat food. And it's got and it's delicious food. Yeah. Craig's okay. is borderline inedible. I have a I, I have okay. a I have a question for Max. Please. Max of uh, Max is a single man. Yeah. Sadly. Where where would you take That's your choice. Where would you take oh. a female companion on a first date, assuming you don't want to spend that's a great question. Besides the Castle Park in Sherman Oaks. Right. Beautiful question. Thank you for asking. I like to take them to restaurants that might be a little more interactive. Like what? And don't seem like I'm trying too hard. But I already know what it is. I'm not going to guess. It's so annoying. Go, go, go. So I have a couple things in my rotation. Go ahead. I go to my uh, yakitori place, Nanbankan, right? Yeah. That's you sit the at the counter. You're watching them grill the skewers. The owner, Takashi, comes over, touches my shoulder, puts his, hand, you a on, puts his hand on the girl. He goes, oh, what a beautiful lady. So yeah. you don't have to talk as much. That it's helps. That. It's, okay. it's the talking plus there's other stimulation around. Okay, and so non-bankan. Very nice. So if you're listening at home, a mid-priced, high-quality yakitori skewer shop, that's a good recommendation because it's interactive. There's something to talk about above and beyond yourself. And next. and it doesn't hurt the wallet. My next. next move is Manpuku, which is Japanese barbecue. You've been, been there. Where's that? It's on La Cienega and 3rd. Yeah. Okay. So another thing. at La What's great here is unlike Korean barbecue where many, many times you leave smelling like. I hate that. Burning meat. Have you ever been a soup bowl Jeep? Yes. You know, it breaks it's, your, it, the, well, it burns the, your sweater. It's the only one that has live charcoal. The, the thing flies and, and it, it, it ruins you, your clothes. It, 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 no, it burns a hole. You leave there and you need to, you need to shower yourself many times. You need a shower and you need like a fire, right. fire extinguisher. So at Manpuku, the ventilation is around the grill. Okay. So the smoke doesn't even go up. It gets sucked down. Mm-hmm. And with also with that situation, you're, you're cooking for your date. That's also interactive. Yep. 
and it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice evening. Okay. Where would you take her on a second date? I'm Wait, going, oh, wait no. hold on. Okay. I'm Stephen. Let me analyze, please. We'll get there. Your third choice. Yeah, third choice. Interest. Uh, probably Jelena. Jelena. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now your second date. Yeah. The, your the first one went well. It was yeah. interactive. Yeah. Now where are we going? I cook. Ooh. And that that's okay. Yes. All right. That's you know what great. That's called? What's that? You know what that's called? He's going to say it's sealing the, the deal. He's going to call it's it the, the boneyard. The boneyard. Oh, dude, that is. Delete. Seven second no, delay. You know what? It's not, I don't want to delete it. I I'm want not to, talking about I'm, Blood Sue's boneyard. I, you know what? I'm going to keep that in because I want people to know what I have to deal with. <laughs> Here's something wrong with you uh, that you think that's appropriate. I think, I think when I do that, when I do the cooking, you, you show someone. You, Respect. You, you live in a tidy home. Yep. You present a skill of yours to yes. them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that might be exciting for a young lady. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Max, it seems like you've got your, your whole life ahead of you. I wish you nothing. Not really. I'm, I'm almost 40. Hope it makes over there. That's your, <laughs> may I say that's your choice? That's your choice. Being almost 40? You're so good looking. You've, you're, you've got a great job. If you haven't found a, 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 a lover that is uh, aligned with you, yeah. then you're, you're maybe... I need a line. We could talk about that in a, another episode. Yeah, of course. Um, Steven, we're going to close out the show. We, we were going to do the segment, the Sell Me This House, but we're running low on time. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we end this with the pet peeve? So that'll make you happy. You have a pet peeve you want to discuss? Maybe when you've got your you've got your Seinfeld ready, and then Ellen isn't doesn't come into bed yet. You mean a pet peeve other than you? Uh, yeah. Okay. That was a good <laughs> other one. Other than your shirts, I'm great to have around. You know how great I am to this office. I, I love to have you. Thank you, John. Pet peeve is um, is when a store is meant to be open, mm-hmm. but. It's closed because the clerk went or did something. And on the window, they put back in 30 minutes. You don't know how long they've been gone and when they're coming back. 30 minutes could be from whenever. It could have been from when they, you just got there. Right. And they could be coming back in a minute. Exactly. That's so, annoying. So you need to have... You, you need to have... <laughs> put it there. Our our office cop Colin who's wearing glasses inside for starters. You you need to have you need to have the clock. Get in here, Colin. Come on. We want to talk about low floor toilets again. You need to have the clock that says what time you're coming. I agree with that. I mean I I I don't I would leave I leave if I see that, I leave, I don't go back to the store. I have a pet peeve. Yeah. This is a real estate pet peeve. Jonas Jonas and I were on caravan, um, Jonas Heller. And um, I went into a house. It says booties. Um, booties. You know, the booties, if you're not a realtor, they make you put a booty on top of your shoe before you walk into this house, which needs work anyway. Putting those on standing up. So I take take my shoes off, but this is the pet peeve. He is asking me to wear booties. He's got his loafers on. He's better than me. You tell him that. I did. I said, I have to put booties on, but you can wear the shoes. I said, are you better than me? And he goes, well, I know where I've been. That's what he Ooh. said. To me. I need to know who this was. Off it was air. a. It was yeah. I I could. He, I I know where I've been. So you know what? In my oh. house, I just took. If I did have a client, which I don't, I would have subtracted a hundred k right do, off the top. Do they do they make 
clients put booties on? I just think I that would, I, I understand. I, I get, I on, get wearing a booty. I get a booty. I just don't. I think it's rude. If I'm wearing a booty, you should be wearing a booty. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. So that's booties a Booties for one, one, booties for all. Yeah. All right, so guys, it was we're we're over our our time limit here. Uh, we, we had have a, no time limit. No, I know. Well, you we want to keep an, talking. We have a suggestion. You, you haven't done. Listener might have. No, a we we limit. would keep talking, but you have nothing new because you haven't done nothing new in your life. Max at least is out there trying these restaurants. He's dating. You're watching Seinfeld at every it's, single it's night. Eleven o'clock. <laughs> That's late. You start at 11 and watch three episodes? Last night we did. So you stopped at 12.30? Well, no. I fell asleep during the... Fall asleep during it. But so last night I actually... How's the TV get it. turned off? It, either one of us wakes up in our sleep and sees a bright light in our face and we mm -hmm. hit the off. This is so interesting. Wait, no. I want to hear. One of you wakes up and turns the TV off. Yeah, so you didn't watch. So the Seinfeld is like going on in your dream. Yeah. Is that so that you can hope to be transported into your favorite program in your dreams? I understand now. It uh -huh. subconsciously enters his mind while he's asleep. It, it, it goes into his brain. And then he wakes up and he's out in the world commenting on everyone, the way they look, the way they act. Everything is a reference to Seinfeld. And then I'm talking like Seinfeld. Yeah. Everything, every Seinfeld reference has something to do with how we live our life. So you're saying that it's like the Zen of, of Seinfeld. Yes. I, agree. I don't disagree. There's a lot of people that feel that way. Yes. He just bought a new, I saw in the, on, I think it was on Instagram, he just bought a new Porsche that he picked up and they were cheering for him. It was some 1990s gray, coastal gray Porsche. Hold on. Uh, 1.1 million. He has many of them. He has a lot. He has a warehouse. He has a hanger, right? He has a, he has a hanger, hanger, Santa yeah. Monica. I don't, you know, listen, when I win the Powerball, who knows what I'm going to do? I, I rented him a house once and I said, you know, did you, you, you could pass out? You did could, you have a hard time could, making eye contact? No, I did not. You could buy, you could buy this house. You could buy this house. You could buy Why this you house. Rent it? Live in it for the two years you're going to rent it. Was this Sierra sell Alta? It for more than what you paid for it. And his response? I don't need any more money. Wow. <laughs> you got to respect that. Yes, I, I thought he told you that he didn't want the responsibility. No. No. Oh. His wife Maybe has he a. Did. I don't remember. His wife, Jessica, has a really nice cookbook. Um, that vegan? It says, I think it's called Vegan Some of the Times. They're, they're kind of frequently vegan. And she has a recipe for a walnut meat that is just a terrific. Walnut and, meat. And with that, guys, it's <laughs> no, been great. I got one more thing. Okay, go ahead. I, Max, I think what we should do is, and this is food, so you have to do it. We right. blindfold John, mm -hmm. and we give him tastes, and he has to say vegan or not vegan. Then I'm not eating vegan food. Yeah. Well, no, you don't have to swallow it. Taste it. I don't put it in my mouth. The hot dog, the tail of the pup was an accident. That was their What's fault. What's wrong with putting it in your mouth? I don't want it in my mouth. Where's I don't this going? Where's, uh, where's anything Goodbye. he says going? Goodbye. Um, may I, in, just in wrap up, I just want to say that I had a great time with the both of you. I love seeing, I love seeing you both. Are we terrific? Because I love seeing the contrast between what you look like and what your son looks like. And uh, everyone, uh, thanks. People tell me I'm handsome except for you. It's true. 
Uh, you are handsome. It's put together. It's like a Picasso is is beautiful. <laughs> and with that, and with that, and with yeah, that, and with that, yeah, everything's beautiful. Everything's moved around. Together, it's it's ugly, beautiful is the best beautiful. It's a compliment. And with that, thanks again for listening wherever you are. And I hope all of you have a good one. Hope it makes. Hope it makes for all of you. Hope it makes.